If it bleeds, we can spoil it. This is spoilers. Who <laughs> <laughs> wrote that? Enthusiasm. Oh, Bubba. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is Brett. I just got a great question for everybody. This is uh, Brett. This, I'm your host tonight with a little bit of late pod switcheroo. Last pod. Uh, it's never been done in the history. It's the greatest. It's ever happened <laughs> in spoilers history. Um that's good. Corey gave me the pod, and I went with Predator, which is what we're spoiling tonight. Um, we're going to get it started with a very, very simple question. Tell me where you're uh, potting from, and what is your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Mm. Uh, let's go with uh, East to East. Mm, the most complicated direction. Is that me? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you typically I'm, I'm, it's Brett. Hi, this is Stevie. I'll just take it. <clears throat> Recording from Elkhart, Indiana, and oof, my favorite Schwarzenegger favorite. movie. Man, oh man, oh man. Um, This is a movie I watch once a year. I love it. It cracks me up. Um, if you look up the story behind like how it was written, it's hysterical, but I'm going to go with Jingle All the Way. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Sinbad. One of the first big dumb movie podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Let's if okay, just a caveat. When you say your movie, please make sure not to say any quotes from that movie. Mm. Uh, so oh, oh, oh. Uh, why don't you go ahead and go, Mikey? Yeah, Mikey recording from Goshen, Indiana, and I guess I would have to say Predator? I don't know. I don't. Arnold isn't really one of my favorite actors, so I can't really think of many of his movies off the top of my head. But I like Predator quite a bit, so I'd have to say Pred Predator. Cool. This Josh, is, this is Josh recording from Goshen. Um, I think my first memory. I'll just go with my first memory of Arnold, and it's got to be Kindergarten Cop. That. Hey, I, I don't. I couldn't tell you the plot of that movie, but it's like pushing the boundaries of my memory. Having seen that when I was like six or seven or whenever that came out, but um, yeah, I'll go with Kindergarten Cop. That's a fun one, probably. Right? Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, I broke my own rule. Uh, Pappy. Yeah, this is Pappy recording from Louisville, Colorado. I'm not a big Arnold Schwarzenegger guy but when i think of arnold i think of uh next up host kylo's podcast big dumb movie i think of t2 that's by far i think the best Uh, arnold movie and my favorite and my favorite episode of big dumb movie by the way oh wow all right thank you pappy this is Corey, kylo ren memes out of simi valley california i knew someone was gonna take that since i was last but it's got to be terminated to one of the best action movies of all time Maybe even better than this action movie that we're doing a podcast on tonight. Terminator ah. 2 is just really something special. That movie is amazing. It's timeless. I love it. Terminator 2. All right. Uh, I never really said mine, but uh, mine's actually close between another one. I won't name it because I don't want to be Brett and name two, but mine is Predator. Um, love it. Seen it over 50 times, and uh, I'm excited to talk about it, so... A fine choice. 
also like to say for the record, Kylo didn't give you his host. There was a trade that was made for a future host. He gave me a pod for me giving him a pod later. So uh, this movie uh, from 1987, it was directed by John McTiernan, who, if you look at his IMDb, he's directed some classics and he's directed some duds. So, um, Rollerball. Yeah, Rollerball. Last Action <laughs> Hero was kind of a bomb, but you know, Die Hard's a classic. Um, I mean, he had a good like short run though with Predator, Die Hard, and The Hunt for Red October, like all three in a row. Yeah, like, Hunt for Red he, October's awesome. I mean. Things must have been just like looking so bright for him at that point. Like, he was, you know, that rollerball for sure. <laughs> With featuring Slipknot, they're in that movie. And, and Chris Klein, right? And the LL Cool J. I never saw it. It looked terrible. Uh, sorry, John. Um, I have a quote I got from uh, WriteUps.org, and it kind of sums this movie up and critics, what critics thought of it. Um, Predator was a landmark 1987 movie with a then-unusual mix of action, horror, and sci-fi. It didn't fare well with contemporary critics, who were even worse back then at getting genre movies, but its achievements are now better considered. So, that's true. It did not get very good reviews. If you, like, look at uh, Ebert's review, it's just kind of, like, pretty... It rips pretty hard on it, but it's considered more of a modern classic now. It's better understood, and... You know, I don't know if it's kind of a, I don't know, but it's weird it, to think about because I feel like it's been loved like my whole life that I've same. been aware of it. <laughs> and it's also confusing because they're like, it's now well understood. This isn't super deep. Yeah, there's so, no, there's right. no plot. <laughs> what didn't they understand? <laughs> well, I said, uh, genre, like this little quote, like yeah, it's just a bunch of different things. And I think Ebert said it starts like Rocky and ends like uh, Alien. Uh, this is what creativity is in Hollywood now. They usually just copy one movie, but this movie copied two. So, like, oh boy! The only that's, thing that's similar geez. to Rocky is Carl Weathers. Was Rocky <laughs> like misled into the ring? Did he uh, not know this, he was going boxing? There's more I mean, than one movie. Yeah, sure you heard was like uh, it all spawned from like a joke uh, after Rocky Four. Uh, said he's gonna he's beating everybody in Earth. He's gonna have to fight. His next opponent is going to have to be an alien, and then, you know, it fell through for Sly, and Arnold got it. So, well, I think you I think guys are wrong anyway because they have a clear boxing match at the end of the movie where he gets beat up just like <laughs> Rocky. one-sided. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was spoilers. I mean, if it was Rocky, though, it would have. I mean, he would have probably won, like in the very last round or something, right? Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> Predator's humongous. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into the movie. Knowing what you know about the movie now, what do you think about the opening scene where you see a spaceship? Uh, Biggest mistake. It's the same start as the thing. Like, we don't kill the thing Mm -hmm. for this start. Why is this so much worse? Yeah, I like knowing it's an alien right on the face of it because I think what really makes an interesting turn later in the movie is when you find out that this alien is like the source of like a local demon folklore legend and I think that's mm-hmm. more interesting and cool than just finding out it's an alien later. I mean what else could it possibly be? Then why not show the folklore legend? They do. What do you mean? It is it. What? It is him. I understand that but I mean like show it in the context of like Anna's like family talking about her people she knows talking about it. 
Oh, and it's worthless. <laughs> I don't like the. I mean, I don't like the alien ship at the beginning. It takes me somewhat out of the movie, I guess, even though it's just starting. It's like James Cameron showing the glacier before, like in the very beginning of Titanic. It just seems somewhat yeah, but cheap. People are familiar with the Titanic. This movie's like forty-five minutes of what is that? I mean, I don't okay. know. I, I, well, because then it's point. like an alien. I. I was thinking about this myself too, and I was thinking it would, it's like in From Dust Till Dawn, if Ugh. they set up the vampires at the beginning, like, would we have liked that? And my answer nope. to that is no. So it's like Sixth Sense if you knew he saw dead people all along, if you knew Bruce Willis was dead from the start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. What, what else are you supposed to think it is? He's invisible. What on earth is going to be invisible? Well, but you don't see that until 30, 35 minutes in the movie. So and he bleeds green. I mean, I would You be... don't see that till le- even later than that. But I'm with you. I, I don't have a stance either way. I just think this would have been the greatest movie of all time if it would have shown that spaceship and literally had no aliens in the movie and never referenced it. <laughs> just a big <laughs> mystery. It really just was gorillas in the jungle. <laughs> and you're like, where did that spaceship land? Australia? I don't know. I but also, really there's funny. aliens. They're just not related to the story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Building the universe <laughs> for the sequel. I mean, everyone knows the greatest handshake in the history of movies. <laughs> just kind of go ahead and talk about that scene. Yeah. Well, I guess when they when Arnold arrives on base, he goes by the name Dutch, and he's freaking massive in this movie, and he's got a terrible haircut, <laughs> and he's smoking cigars all the time. And I guess he's been told that their mission is to go rescue, uh, what is it, a plane or a helicopter that went down with some army rangers in it. Cabinet minister and his aide. Oh, really? Uh, And then there's another group of rangers that go in there, too, and they get... Why is his name Dutch? Is he Dutch? Uh, it's awesome because it's an Austrian man playing American named Dutch. It's like super straightforward. There's a lot going on with that. Yeah, identity crisis with this guy. It's just a nickname. Brett, I, Brett, I was confused as to what Dutch's crew is. He mentions that they're not the regular army. Right. Are, are yeah. they like Don's Fast and Furious crew in like the later movies? They're just kind of like brought in. When the government needs them? It's definitely misunderstood. They are all retired army people. Um, if you like look at the backstories, there's like comics and novelizations and stuff. He was in the army, special forces. Uh, I, one place I read said he was a Delta Force guy. But he didn't like the bureaucracy and the red tape and everything like that. He thought they had gotten in the way of helping people. So he retired and he decided he wanted to start like his own team and like he said uh like you said pappy it's they're not real military they're mercenaries but they're not like hired to kill necessarily they're just they're hired to they're, rescue yes. they don't do killing is that arnold's kind of connection with the predator they both have like principles or something like yeah. he's like i'll slaughter the hell out of 35 men but it's got to be for a rescue mission. <laughs> We're not the assassins. Five minutes later, the hostages just died like right away. Just go through with the mission anyway. <laughs> just tell me it's a rescue mission, so I have free reign to do whatever I want. The general is his old commanding officer. That's how he knows Dutch and and Dylan. They fought together in Vietnam, so 
that's the connection. They brought him in because someone accused them of being the best. He's got a colorful crew of characters, though, right? Yeah, I was going to say something about that. It's like, if this movie was made today, I feel like people would criticize it for being like too perfectly diverse. You know what I mean? You got one of like every kind of person. Oh, my God. You just basically. literally can't. You can't freaking win. No, but I'm saying, would you not, Brett? Would you people not People would claim pandering. This? Yeah, people would say, oh, it's pandering. You and got if, the... it was, if, it, if there was no diversity, they would complain. Oh, my God. This... <laughs> it's a lose-lose, sir. <laughs> it is a lose. It's a lose-lose. Pat, it's you, so just tilted, you just tilted Brett about this. <laughs> Brett He's needs also... to simmer down. <laughs> Come on. I was simmer down. You done. Can... He brought oh up something God, I thought Steve. was just. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, I haven't thought about that. In a hand, long okay, time. wait. I don't want to skip over the handshake though. Like, is that is that supposed to be like? That's, is that supposed to be earnest? Because I love it, but I love it for its like over the top. I think it's supposed to be over the top. Like, okay. look how big we are. And it's great. They're also, kind of, they're kind of uh, establishing Dutch as the alpha, even if he's not the commanding officer when they're down the out in the, the field. He's the alpha. He's stronger mm -hmm. than another ripped, humongous man. The sound this handshake makes. Ear shattering. <laughs> it's, just... it's like Django Fett's charges. It's just like... <laughs> yeah, I think my bowels fell out of my body when they smacked hands. There's this like effect where you can put sounds like the human ear can't actually hear, but you can like feel it in your bones. And I think oh, it's yeah. like up to 11 when they slap hands. You son of a bitch. What's the matter? The CIA got you pushing too many pencils? <laughs> Slap hands. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's classic. And he's got the a polo shirt, a red polo shirt on it. I mean, has Arnold ever been in a polo shirt again or before? <laughs> that thing has to be custom. Where Where do you buy that thing at? No polo shirt that big. No. Dutch is the leader. Mac, they say, is like a freelance covert op. Blaine's like the heavy fire support. Poncho's the grenadier or whatever. Billy's a scout point man. And Hawkins is communications. Obviously, the guy with glasses is communications. Um, so that's his team. Uh, Brett, is he also like the fast one? Hawkins? Because he went and chased... Yeah, that seemed like one of his superpowers. They all have, like, superpowers, and I thought that was, like, his. <laughs> he, he's their stand-up comedian. He's just, like, spitting jokes the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Working on his routine. He's comic relief. After all that death, he's comic relief. Two of my favorite jokes ever. He's very much like Joker from <laughs> uh, Full Metal Jacket, kind of. Because he has glasses? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so they're dropped into the jungle. Uh, we'll go ahead and skip over the helicopter ride. Oh, but it's so good with Long Tall Sally, the red. L Long Tall Sally, it's one of my Long Tall Sally is like one of my favorite soundtrack songs. It's so good. This that, that's like the one scene. There are a lot of scenes in this movie that I want to see on the big screen, but like to be in a room like with just the red glow, like I bet that would look and so that much testosterone. Cool. Yeah, spitting on his shoe is not cool, Jesse Ventura. That's not. That was really gross. Yeah, yeah that's a real nasty habit he's got there. <laughs> future governor of minnesota i i mean i do i actually love that scene i just it's obviously got the most problematic line but 
Uh, who I mean, I, I don't. That doesn't bother me at all. Like that's that's locker like room said, talk. It's it's his character. That's who he I've is. I've been so consistent with this on this podcast. It's it's who is the character? Why are they saying it? They're a bunch of fucking army dudes. I don't expect anything less from a sexual tyrannosaurus like Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Like it's fine. <laughs> Amen. Sexual tyrannosaurus. I'm a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> well, he was an actual frogman, so I imagine. Yes, he was. I imagine. Yeah. That dialogue was pretty close to what he heard or said over the years. Yeah, his quote was something like, I'll make a movie with them, but I wouldn't want to go to war with them because mm-hmm. they were all like kind of whiny. And he, for him, it was like a, you know, for him, it was like a Tuesday. <laughs> He's like M. Bison. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they get off the, the helicopter and they're kind of walking around a little bit. Pappy, what's the first weird thing they come upon? Um, I think. They're Billy. looking. Billy comes upon. Um, well, so yeah, Billy is a Native American guy. Uh, I was doing some research too. I guess that he, Sonny Landham, Landham, Landham. is that how you say his Sonny name? Landham. Yeah, Landham. He had to have like a bodyguard on set, but to protect other people because he was such a raging alcoholic. <laughs> <on set>. Yeah, <laughs> <Gosh. Holy God. laughs> the insurance would like they wouldn't allow him to be on it, like the insurance or whatever, unless they had it, but. Like, mm-hmm. none of them had any problems at all, so. Billy, by the way, my favorite character in the whole movie. Always been. Always been my favorite character. I heard that the original, uh, I also heard that the original, one of the original drafts, or, like, there was a, an original draft and some execs fucked with it, and then I went back to the original draft, but Billy was more of the focal point, and he's he's always hearing something or seeing something, but I think it's kind of the first, or really only, jump scare of the movie. He's, like, moving through the jungle, he's semi tracking something and then there's these uh he moves a branch back and there's these red bloody hanging bodies there uh in a in a big loud musical jump that that, that got me when i saw it i have time. a note on that part if you don't mind brett no, go ahead. I, I was almost deafened i don't think the mix for dialogue is super great at some points in this movie and that jump scare is like the loudest peak of mm-hmm. like waveform in, in it, and like I had to like kind of throw off my headphones. And it was also pretty scary. Payback time. Yeah, it's a good. I would not say it's the only jump scare, but it's definitely best or second best. I think the one with the mouse trap cheese is a pretty good jump scare later but um i gotta to say that. the one of the bodies is uh sheriff jim hopper from hawkins which is the town from stranger things oh <laughs> r.i.p jim hopper indiana there's also a part in there where there's a buzzard kind of floating around the bodies and shane black just kicks the shit out of it and like comes <laughs> out of the frame yeah. <laughs> it's so funny they also stab a scorpion is that a real scorpion they stab later so it's definitely a real scorpion but like i guess there's like something on the tip of the knife that it's like an adhesive or something or something that's holding the scorpion so i don't believe it's actually killing it although i mean it's a scorpion who gives a crap well they smashed it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but How'd that could have been fake. But yeah, I, I mean, I so. obviously, I don't even like thinking about the scorpion. So um, <laughs> it's not so Swiss Family Robinson, Josh. <laughs> um, so here we get to the first big action scene. Um, some would argue the only good action scene mm-hmm. until later. Well, it's about fifteen minutes long, though. So 
it's a good it's a good long action scene. There's so many bullets. <laughs> Arnold is taking point at this point. He's giving commands. It looks really cool because they're like crawling in the leaves, like going down mm-hmm. hills. The suspense is building. It's awesome. Muscles and are rippling. Muscles are so rippling. Like when Arnold gets to that truck that's like propped up, not going to lie. I was, I mean, seeing his muscles lift that truck was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, Skippy. Like, <laughs> it moves. Yeah. It, like, don't lie, gentlemen. Uh, but um, yeah, so he really kicks off the action. But there's some really cool stuff with like Mac and uh, – there's a Mac and Blaine <laughs> going around and like stabbing people Splinter Cell style. Yeah. Uh, but like when Arnold takes that truck and puts a bomb on it and the explosion goes off, all bets are off because he turns into We Are Not Assassins to literally mowing down 50 people uh, quite easily. Stevie, <laughs> um, did you notice how he was like Pete Maraviching, no look shooting some oh, dudes? Yeah. <laughs> Just, just shooting off the hip, one really arming, just point uh, guarding there, a huge machine gun, <clears throat> and like it was a really like take no prisoners type thing, especially when people like were trying to run away, and his team I was only just, do rescues, <laughs> yeah, only do rescues, folks, <laughs> just mowing people down. And also, I think the like the mowing I can handle because they could tell who the bad guys were, but they're like indiscriminately blowing up buildings that are supposed to have a hostage in it. Yeah. Now, it turns out both the hostages are dead. Well, yeah, how'd they get that I wonder why, yeah. Why are the Ruskies (laughs) there? Are they planning an invasion on America? No, I was reading that, you know, it's right in the the end of communism, and they were helping the guerrilla insurgents overthrow the non-communist government of Guatemala. They don't don't ever – they only mention Guatemala like once. They're kind of like trying not to get sued or in trouble. So (laughs) actually they – a lot of the – the guy who wrote the script and the comics and stuff, he used a fake made up country that he always used that's in Central America just so he didn't tick anybody off or get sued or anything like that. So Is it is it a Marvel comic? Yeah, what do you mean by comic? It's like Dilbert. No, uh, Commando, stuff like that. He like wrote a comic or book or something like that for that and um, that's actually the country they go to in Commando. It's this made up country oh, they that didn't he go to Cuba? a lot of his stuff. <laughs> No, they're not in Cuba. And, oh, in uh, Commando? I don't know. It's been a while. Well, I'm just saying I, the 80s was the most <laughs> anti-communism decade of cinema there ever was. That's, I mean, it makes sense. So it makes but, sense yeah. that the Ruskies would be here. Just, yeah. Okay. You know it, where my head cannon went? And I I don't want to play your, like, revisionist movie guy. But do it. It, it would have been really cool if, like, the Russians were there because they had heard rumors of this, like, Extraterrestrial warrior, <laughs> and they're trying to like figure out its technology or something like that. But yeah, that'd be cool. They're just there for like typical Russian reasons, kind of boring. <laughs> Some classic one-liners and famous lines from dude. That those are so out of place. Oh, <laughs> like I they, hate them. The stick you around, stick around. That, oh, it doesn't work in this movie. Part. It's not for this he movie. He throws a knife through a man and pins him to the wall. He deserves the line. He yeah, only does that for around. rescues. How about about, I ain't got time to bleed or anything like that? Nothing? I like the you ain't got time to bleed. I'm with Kylo. The stick around line, which was improvised by Arnold, is too too silly. I I don't know. It doesn't work for me. I I can see you arguing 
that knock knock is out of place, but I think stick around's well, all timer. Well, and here's the thing about the uh, "I ain't got time to bleed" line too. There's another character in that scene who's like, "What the fuck did you just say?" You know what I mean? Like he's reacting the mm-hmm. way that we would react when it's just Arnold. Yeah, but when it's Arnold by himself pinning a man to a wall with a machete, like why the fuck is he saying that right now? It's for it's, us. Yeah, I don't like it. The guy pinned against the wall should have had some line, Pappy. What, what do you mean? One. That's a shitty pun. <laughs> That's a bad joke. <laughs> yeah. Stick around. Hostages are inside! Okay, you might, someone might need to jump in and help me because like that plot is like one of the things I struggle with the, the most. But I think it's like they find a body or something and I think Bill Duke says if he's uh what does he say Central, something like Central American then I'm if he's Central American and I'm a Chinaman or something like that like, <laughs> like, I, like the whole time like they're just machismo like army guys you 100% buy them this is like who they are but dude but yeah, it's Chinaman fine. is not the preferred nomenclature <laughs> not the preferred nomenclature <laughs> but technically it's a 100% literal translation of the never mind but go ahead Pete on the Predator's rug yeah but I don't, I don't know it's just it's not super clear to me, but Arnold seems to be able to put two and two together from that. And I remember he like pins Carl Weathers up against the wall, but pretty much Carl Weathers is, yeah, and Carl Weathers has become completely almost disillusioned with the value of human life, and he basically admits like, yeah, I would have said anything to get you in this woods because you're an expendable asset. But I don't know if I'm missing anything important there. They were there to rescue. Retrieve intelligence from the, the captured operatives. So, like, they stole all this information from the CIA, probably tortured them, and they're just kind of, like, trying to kill them uh, and get that information back. That makes sense. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely not what they thought was going to happen. They thought they were going to go kind of get these guys from a couple gorillas, but it turns out it's, you know, 40 gorillas, about six Russian. They actually brought them weapons and stuff. They're helping them use it in their battles. Mm-hmm. Having only seen Predator once, I or like once you know fully, uh, it, it's hard to not see Predator if you had cable television in the '90s <laughs> and the 2000s. But it's like seeing it all the way through, I would much rather err on the side of who cares about the details than like some stupid, overly long exposition. This is why we're here. Blah 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 blah, and have it go on for a long time. Like Predator, Definitely. Predator is a movie. It's got places to go. Like it moves, it clips along. Like yeah. now we're into the Predator shit. Yeah, they don't dwell on a lot. I'm, I'm actually glad they don't dwell on this very long. Like it's quick. You like we might be confused when he throws him up against the wall, but Dylan's not confused. And he, Dylan kind of answers our questions, kind of like, "Yeah, I brought you in because you're supposed to be the best. Uh, I used you like I'll use anybody." Kind of like you said, he doesn't care about human life. He's just he's. As Dutch says, you've changed. The CIA has him pushing too many pencils. For sure. Hey, I have one note on this first scene before we move on, Brett. It's kind of important. I feel like it was directed by the and shot by the second unit, and so like Corey mentioned earlier, some of the things seemed out of place. This scene really does stand alone as like chaotic mannequins flying. It's just kind of like a different shooting style. I think it serves two purposes, right? It, it helps with the pacing. It gives the movie like something exciting to happen within the first 20 minutes, but it also establishes this group as like super proficient. Like they're so 
dominating these Central American like guerrilla fighters. Like it's not even close. Mm-hmm. They're launching grenades. They're they're outsmarting them. They're out shooting them. They're out everything at them. And and then it, this group is just so destroyed by the predator is what makes like the next forty minutes work so well. You you think they're awesome. Well, they've been doing nothing but rescue missions. They've got itchy trigger <laughs> tr- trigger finger fingers. Definitely. You're probably bored. And you're on your own. Mac and Blaine are just pretty openly cold to uh, Dylan. I mean, hasn't Mac's already threatened to kill him at least once, right? You're ghosting us, motherfucker. I think Mac has probably threatened to kill everybody in this group at some point. <laughs> he seems a little unhinged. That's his sure. way. Yeah. That's just his He's way. I mean, that's just like, you know, eating breakfast for him. Like, who haven't I threatened today? <laughs> just stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if he hasn't threatened three people before breakfast, it's not a good day. That vocal stuff is some of the best shit in this movie, isn't it? I love that. It's it puts me mm-hmm. it like makes the hair on the my neck stand up. Corey, Pappy, you guys edit a lot of podcasts. Did you notice that waveform in red on the left side of the screen? <laughs> I see those in my sleep. I never not see <laughs> waveforms. No, I don't watch my movies in Adobe Premiere like you do. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question about the Predator. More of a, a macro question. Is, they, they mention at some point that it's the same, or that a Predator comes, Thanks. or the spirit comes, or whatever. Like every year during the hottest part. Do you guys think it's the same Predator every year, or is it like a different Predator? I, I think it's different. I think um, I hate the quote like to bring up the later movies but in the second movie they show that they've been coming to america for 150 years like eddie murphy (laughs) to central america you mean brett i think without going into the canon like in future movies i think you can kind of glean from this movie that like he's part of a society and they must know what a badass human skull looks like so he's like taking that back to his homies (laughs) and being like check this one out this is fucking dope. <laughs> and I think it is. It's just kind of like a. Um, it's a really good testing ground, and that's like something you learn in the canon later. Like they like to fight highly armed species. Um, it helps them train. Uh, it's kind of like a rite of passage. It's kind of like uh, three hundred. Like you send the kids out to f- you know to not die, and most of them yeah. do die, which is kind of funny, but. Space Spartans. That's, yes, that's what they are. Exactly. That's what Predator translates to in Japanese. Um, <laughs> I mean, how, how good of fighters are there when their little shoulder-mounted laser thing does most of the work for them? It's like pretty um, cheap. They're pretty lazy. <laughs> Did you see yeah. him fight Arnold at the end? Yeah, after he gave – he still lost. He should have dominated Arnold, but well, He did dominate, but he got cocky. And Arnold was sleep-deprived, food-deprived. Danny oh, Glover man. beat one in part two. Yeah, you're going to lose to Danny Glover? <laughs> yeah, Danny Glover's beating him. Well, he used he used the Predator's own weapon against him in that movie. Gosh, you're an apologist for the Predators. <laughs> I love the Predator, man. That's my, my favorite monster in the monster. It's my favorite. No, it's my favorite good. favorite design. I, just, I love everything about it. I love to think of him as like just a random teenager on a foreign planet who's like 
trying to test out his new gear, just like messing around <laughs> with these monkeys. That's exactly how I think of it. He wanted to like stay home and play Predator video games, but his dad made him go hunting <laughs> early in the <Yep>. morning. <laughs> That's funny. Don't come back until you get three skulls, all right? <laughs> no women's skulls this time. I know, you, at least Kylo, you had to have noticed that there's like a general Grievous skull. Uh, later on, he's got like a little platypus type uh, face thing. Watch it again. It's like looks like General Grievous. I didn't see the Grievous skull. Wait, he's got like alien skulls in there in addition to the human skulls? I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, oh, definitely. I'll, he's I'll got a bunch a- of little tiny ones on his outfit that are definitely not human. Those are finger monkeys. Definitely. Little tinier ones. It's like a tiny armed mouse. <laughs> yeah, he's out there ripping the skulls out of tiny field mice. Stuart Little. But armed. Armed mice. <laughs> All right, uh, we kind of skipped over that uh, exposition dump. Anna was pretty much only there for two reasons. One is to tell us about the old folklore, the old Spanish folklore, and then kind of to show us that the Predator does have a code and he won't kill. Plot hole, though. Why did he skin those guys alive and not take their skulls? Because they weren't worthy. They were panicking and shooting in all directions. They had John Hopper. No, they got ambushed, and they were, like, firing in all directions. He didn't deem them worthy. Gotcha. It was a firefight. I'll buy that. <laughs> Very subtle, Stevie yeah, question. Some people ha- will complain about that they uh, the code is a little, you know, they use it sometimes. Use it, and a big knock is, why didn't he kill the the camp? Why didn't he kill all those people? I, that doesn't mean anything to me. I, I just don't think, I'm with Stevie, I don't think the people in the camp were worthy at all. I think... He hunts people one at a time. He's not going to go in there and just start blowing everybody up. One of my favorite scenes in the movie, and it kind of gives me the chills just thinking about it, is early on when Billy's just starting to get the willies. He's out there, and he's staring off into the trees, and Dutch is like, what are you doing? Billy is looking right at the Predator. I don't know if you notice that if you watch it the next time. Dutch is, like, not looking at him at all because he has no idea what he's talking about, but Billy's looking right at him, but he's like, oh, it's nothing. He's just super, super spooked. I like him. He's playing uh, the freaked out guy pretty well, even if he is belligerently drunk on set. Oh, no. <laughs> he's de- he is also playing like the spaced out guy, like he's one with the forest or whatever. He's like the yeah. tracker guy. He's he's really good at finding all of these clues in the forest and stuff. And to have him be freaked out in What's the forest he's... is like disturbing for everybody. What's else. he say? I'm one with the forest, and the forest is one with me. Yeah, that's Somebody what he says. <laughs> yeah, exactly what he says. <laughs> this is where, like, it all the ish hits the fan. Uh, Anna runs away, and Hawkins chases. Josh, what happens to poor Hawkins? <sighs> the forest comes alive, man. Hawkins, I th- like I said earlier, <clears throat> his super power is that he's like the quickest. He's the little bunny guy. So he goes after her, and like when he when he's getting her, the predator just like basically reveals himself to both of them in his camouflaged way. I guess on screen what is shown is kind of cool looking, but this is like one of the most cartoony parts of the movie, I thought. The very yeah, first time he like pops out, but it's still effective and I don't know how he dies. It's like a quick cut between like the infrared look and then like blood splattering on Anna's face. He seems to like take their entrails out, like while he's dragging them away or something. I think he's pretty much disemboweled. Um, 
like he one quick stroke of his blades and then his guts are just kind of falling out and then he takes them up in the trees and whatever's left up there is what he keeps that's like bone tomahawk and him kind (laughs) of rips him in half (laughs) this whole like last half i i think the genre almost just totally changes from action to like horror you know what I mean? This feels yeah. almost more like a... It could be like almost like a Halloween movie set in the jungle, kind of, in some respects. They're just getting picked off one by one. It doesn't feel like the same movie we're just in 10 minutes ago with the explosions. Yeah, I, I agree. Dutch sends his team off to find them, and then what happens then, Corey? The team spread out, five meter spread, no noise. I don't remember exactly how it unfolds, but the the predator is starting to pick people off. I believe the next person he takes out is with that sweet fucking plasma gun, which is Jesse the Body Ventura. Minigun. Am I lining that up correctly? Yep. He's the second one to go. He's the second one to go. And uh, yeah, he has that fucking epic predator gun that's like so classic, the shoulder fucking blaster. I mean, to follow that, this is a little bit down the road, but I, I really like how that affects, um, what's his name, Mac? Mac, yeah, because they're buddies. Yeah, and like, he's, he's like, so engaging to watch in the movie, Mac. Like, every time I hear him talk, it's just, like, totally. captivating. Something about his voice is just fucking cool. Like, which, uh, yeah, which, which is why, like, his, the Predator, when he takes some of his vocal sentences later. Yeah, he, like, what does he say? He, like, over here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's... (laughs) I'm hearing it in my head now. But yeah, that's... Anyway, they try to take out the Predator. They're just like... At some point, they're just like unloading every fucking bullet they have into nothing. Like... like, (laughs) No one could have survived that. This is the 80s version of them just jacking off into that that butt bush. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) It's awesome. It's old Limp Biscuit. I know that they had to... Well, I don't know how they exploded the woods. I know they had to slow down the minigun because it's actually too fast to be picked up. They they made it half the RPMs that it usually is, at least, I believe, yes. I watched a documentary on... uh, What was it called? It was called The Making of Predator, but it had a more clever name from like 2000, and Jesse Ventura claimed that he's the only person other than Bill Duke to actually shoot a minigun in a movie. Uh, I don't know how true that is, but... Also, the uh, the trees don't really get knocked down by a minigun. That that was like myth busted. Use an actual minigun, and they didn't couldn't get a tree down. Hmm, that's surprising. So like this is part of the movie where everybody starts getting picked off. Like Mac gets his head exploded. Arrested Development's Carl Weathers gets his arm taken off. <laughs> um, you know this is Mando. Mando. This is real like picking people off one by one pretty quickly. But the one death that's like. Always confuse me. I'm pretty sure this is the last one <coughs> before it's just, I'm sorry, Schwarzenegger and Anna is freaking Sonny Landum. Can you make sense of this? Like he, he, he kind of has a feeling what's going on out there. And he, he literally just goes, I mean, a knife. Okay. Well, 
just as a correction, he's technically the second to last guy to die because Poncho dies. No right one after cares that. about Poncho. He got cheap shotted too. That was crap. <laughs> I mean, that's just he's tired of he's tired of running. It's him making a stand. It's his spiritual thing because he's Native American. Native American, yeah. He's like, it's like a kind of like Predator at the end when he's going to have a quote unquote fair fight with Arnold. I think that's kind of like look at me. I'm going to lay everything out right here. I'm tired of running. You're going to catch me. I mean, it's cool because this is like where the movie shifts. This is like where we get, you know, (coughs) horror movie to the grays, you know, the gray with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's pretty cool. There are a couple (laughs) just great off-screen screams too. Carl Weathers has one. Sonny has one. Back to back. Great ones. Um, that's that's how I always saw it. I mean, I remember my grandpa telling me about it when I was really young. I love that whole thing. It always makes me sad because, like Pappy said, he's always been my favorite character. Uh, he's got my favorite line in the whole movie. Um, I just that's the way I saw that. I know we jumped ahead a bunch, but that's fine. I wish that Billy, instead of like taking the same basic stance as Predator, would have. Like, his culture would have taught him to, like, stick together as a tribe or, like, pals. And, like, together <laughs> is how you would beat the predator. And like whole- See, Billy knows the meaning of the word pals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think he had seen uh, there was enough evidence to show that that wasn't going to happen. He didn't stop until he heard Dylan scream. So that was kind of like his last. Oh, Carl Weathers is gone. I guess we're all fucked. yeah no i mean they were in dire straits and i don't like blame him for what he's doing like it's a pretty badass scene he gets the honorable death of having his skull ripped out via predator like that's the it's the highest honor you could have uh from a predator (laughs) from a predator pretty sure his death was probably pretty painful I mean, Mac got away really lucky. Corey, this goes in with what you were talking about with Mac, but I, like, love the scene where he's talking to Blaine, like, beyond the grave about... Me too. That's, like, one of my favorite little moments when he's just, like, talking to the moon. And, like, <laughs> you and me, you know, everyone else chopped the bits or whatever, and you and me come out without a scratch. He's like, I swear I'm going to cut it. I'm going to cut your name in. We got to, like, do an edit where, like, and then it cuts to, like, the moon with the Pennywise face. Here we are again, bro. Just you and me. Same kind of moon, same kind of jungle. Real number 10 night, remember? Whole platoon, 32 men chopped into meat. We walk out, just you and me. Nobody else. Right on top of. Not a scratch, not a fucking scratch. Yeah, Carl Carl Weathers has to like chase after Mac going crazy because like Mac wants vengeance, and 
I mean, it's like a mini summation of what happens to the group. They have this mini group out there. They think they got him. They like set up this little like tag team Velociraptor <laughs> yeah. clever girl sort of situation to try to get him. <laughs> but he just like headshots Mac right away. Um, Carl Ruthers like he had caught that little mini gun earlier from Arnold, like grabbed it. So he's got two arms. He's like running akimbo. And of course that comes into play because one of his arms gets shot off. And someone before the pod was saying like, this is the most horrifying. Stevie, was that you? When his arm gets shot off? Yeah. So a young, (laughs) young five-year-old Stevie saw this movie. Probably wasn't the best choice for my father, but. uh, Same. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Saw it at a young age, spray age of five. And um, seeing his arm get shot off was just horrifying because, um. It was then my brain conceptualized that you could lose limbs. So, yeah. <laughs> I like that little uh, shot, too, of the predator, like, doing this little, like, around. yeah, that run to the side. What is that called? Strafing in the old James Bond. He's pressing, like, C right for this old N64 <laughs> brothers. Split screen. <laughs> then he takes those blades. Stop screen looking, Predator. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, the the older I get, the more I appreciate the scene where he's fixing his wound, Predator. Because, like, I don't know, if you, like, the more times you watch it, you can tell that he's just... He knows what he's building up to and how much it's going to freaking hurt. And then when he sticks that thing in there and it just like causes him to scream, I just think that's kind of like humanizing for lack of a better term. Another scream in the distance. Love this movie. Screams in the distance. His little med kit. (laughs) Med kit. (laughs) You remind me of the worst actual plot. This really bothered me, this watch through. And I love this movie, but... When they like shoot at him earlier, that the bullet that leads to him having to use the med kit, like Mikey said, like Poncho specifically says, we searched everything, shot all these bullets, didn't hit him. Anna walks like two feet and sees this glowing yeah. green neon blood mm-hmm. all over this plant. That's that's not very strong writing right there. I didn't like it. I guess they're probably looking for red, and that I guess you. I think you'd be able to see a phosphorescent you know green goo but poncho's colorblind like jordan maybe couldn't tell (laughs) possibly i mean this movie isn't perfect that's definitely true right there but yeah so uh we're get to i don't know i guess you could say it's the third act Uh, i have river mud in the plan (laughs) he gets chased he gets really lucky and he slips and falls down the mud and this probably has the worst shot in the whole movie when he goes over the cliff and there's like 50 feet of actual earth and rock that he's going to fall right into and then he just falls into the water. (laughs) It's magic. (laughs) Where the science starts to fail is, you know, after about a minute, your body's going to start warming up a little bit and the mud's not going to be effective. But just forget about that because if you think about that too much, then the last third of the movie is... (laughs) Not good. <laughs> I heard that not, in, not not good. Just like you know, not accurate. Right? Did you hear that in in real life, Arnold's body like 
went down a couple degrees and they like yeah. feeding him like some sort of whiskey or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but it's like, it, like some snaps Wait, whiskey. Yeah, like, it didn't work. Like, because jungles are like weird, like deserts where it's like super hot during the day and like f- absolutely freezing at night. And he was caked in, uh, I don't think, it, I don't believe it was mud. It was like uh, clay, baking clay. And he just was just freaking shivering and his body temperature went down and he was just getting super sick. And they mm-hmm. gave him liquor. And then, like, there's some quote where he's like, I can't drink anymore. I'm too drunk. <laughs> Just, <laughs> what's that from, Josh? I, dude, he said it on set. Oh, no, this reminds me of uh, It's Always Sunny. Anyway. How was that the best idea that they had to get him, I don't know, liquor to warm him up? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Seems... I would probably use a fire, but then again, I don't heat. think they could get it by the fire because it would crust over too much i don't really yeah know. put the guy covered in clay next to the kiln <laughs> yeah then he'd be like a pot. <laughs> it was clearly like sunny landham's idea like, like just <laughs> yeah. give him this <laughs> <laughs> works for me and everyone's like sunny where did you get that flask you're not supposed to have that i'll say one thing too about this mud part uh i think you can I think it was from a director's commentary, but I was reading because I got it from a Letterboxd review that, like, at this point in the shoot, Arnold had lost quite a bit of weight, actually. And there are times when he's, like, covered in mud. And, you know, he's one of the most famous actors, arguably ever, you know, especially since he went on to become the governor of California. There are times where he doesn't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger at all. You know what I mean? Especially, like, when he's, like, lifting up that big rock thing. Like, he just looks like a kind of a different person. You think he looks kind of sickly? Yeah, a little bit maybe. They're just like the mud has like totally obscured his face. I don't know if anybody else like picked up on that, but there's a couple of shots I'm like that doesn't look like Arnold in, in a good way. Well, him at the very end of the helicopter, he looks like yeah. he hadn't slept in six days. Like, yeah. How do you feel about trust your audience when he says he couldn't see me? Like, you think <laughs> that needed to be said? I don't know. I think I think uh, I don't mind him saying that line because. Whatever effect they're using, the heat vision or whatever for Predator, it just looks kind of so bad to me. Like, it's kind of hard to make out any shapes at all in his vision. So it's like him not being able to recognize Arnold Schwarzenegger is like, or a human figure or anything, heat signature. I think it kind of works because, yeah, that effect I don't think really works for most of the scenes that they use it for. I I would admit that the cloaking doesn't look good these days, but I still th- I thought the the thermal imaging looks I thought it still looked good for Especially some like some there. stuff it does, and then some other stuff is just like is this just like a really zoomed up thermal image and you like there's no way you could tell what it is anyways because it's just red and yellow and blue. I would also though defend that line in question, Brett, that you're asking about because there's a little bit of. Um, set up to that like earlier in the movie Arnold's like he's using the trees kind of out of nowhere to his men and it's probably safe to say like he hasn't really processed the fact his like best friends all just died around him in horrible ways it's like 10 minutes later so I think yeah he's kind of almost saying it to someone just like Mac was talking yeah. to the moon earlier <laughs> <laughs> plus like you said I mean uh I don't know if you meant this, but he's kind of slowly deducing it. Like you said, he noticed that tr- he's coming through the trees um, earlier. He says, how can he see all of our tripwires? He can see all of our tripwires. Well, uh, sure, the electrical <clears throat> boxes or whatever have heat. And it's just kind of like 
the culmination of him finally figuring it out. He couldn't see me. You know, we did witness last pod, so we're, we know about primitive society, and that's what Arnold does here. He makes primitive weapons with grenade, you know. A good old-fashioned barn raising. This is the Swiss Family Robinson reference. Oh, yeah, definitely. Using these traps like homemade bow and arrows and stuff. But, yeah, the, the actual mechanics, I don't get it. There, It seems like to set up these traps is usually an excuse to have the guys take off their shirts and, like, lift weights to, like, And they did pull. that earlier. Yeah, they did it earlier. Carl Weathers had his shirt off. And this time they show, like, yeah, Arnold pumping weights to get that, like, huge log yeah. 30 feet in there. I love when he's making that bow, and it's literally the most powerful bow ever constructed, <laughs> and he's just, like, bending it across his back to to hook the, the string onto it. Like, nobody would be able to pull the string on that thing. That thing was made out of a, a tree branch arm. It was huge. It was massive. <laughs> I know, but I do love that, though. I do love the him putting the traps together, because that shows, you know, his training, uh, that he's real legit. He puts it together not very long. Um, luckily, he's got time because that's when the Predator decides to go back and get all of his trophies. He gathers up all of his trophies and... Yeah, both of them are doing arts and crafts for like <laughs> yeah. five minutes here. <laughs> and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the jewel of his connection is Billy. That's the one he's stroking at the end. Um, you can definitely tell which skull is Max because it's got a you know two-inch diameter hole from that his boom cannon. Stevie, do you want to like this kind of start us out with the, the last battle like things go pretty well for Arnold early on things uh, are going well he's really laying out the pyrotechnics out in the jungle I mean it, it looks like an amazing Disney show out in the jungle it's awesome like when he's firing arrows explosions all around electricity's running around the predator <clears throat> or his electrical suit is failing and <clears throat> kind of like what you said with that trap where you know he doesn't come through. I mean, I think it's just supposed to be left to the audience imagination what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of um, The Most Dangerous Game, if you ever read that, mm-hmm. where yeah. the wooden spears yeah. go through that one guy. Something like that. I was thinking exactly that earlier. This is like the next step in The Most Dangerous Game where the alphas are being hunted by someone even better than them. So Exactly. Also always got super creeped out, and I think it's awesome when he's on the tree. And he's waiting for the predator, but the predator comes up behind him. And you're like, oh, crap, he knows he's there. But he just kind of, like, walks right past him. That would have been hilarious if he says, he still can't see me, and then gets stabbed. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that would, that would be really or funny. Or he farts or something and just reveals his position. He disables his cloaking electrical system. But, uh, Papa, it's... Do you well? You remember it well enough? Like the big mistake he makes that kind of turns the tide. What do you mean? Like when Predator agrees to kind of fight more mano y mano? Well, yeah, but right before that, because Arnold's winning this battle, he's he's hurt him. He's running from the Predator and he tries to swing on a stick and he falls in the water and all this mud oh. comes out. Yeah, it breaks. <laughs> it's pretty funny actually. It's not gonna hold Arnold's weight. <laughs> but what really bothers me about the mano y mano part. It's like, it's really, it's an epic setup. They're, they're in the water. Like, Predator, you get to see his face for the first time. Face designed by James Cameron. Like, Thank very, you, James Cameron. 
very exciting. Uh, I hope we talk about the redesign in, uh, here in a second. But yep. it's supposed to be like an even up match, and Arnold like <laughs> retreats to his traps right away. It's like doesn't look good on humanity where this the alien has more honor than we do in this combat. Yeah, but that's the point though. It's not. It's not even. Is it honor or is he toying with them? I think he's toying with them. I thought hmm. more as honor. I mean, it's more like the the hunter's code type thing, right? Yeah, but at some point, your code goes out the door when you're about to die. Yeah, I don't know. I think he like at when he sizes him up with his thermal vision or whatever. He's just like, I got this bitch. Like I could take him without any of my yeah special alien stuff. Put your fucking dukes up. <laughs> I think he kills him like more painfully too when it's not like that sniper blast. We heard um, Billy scream off in the distance when he went hand to hand combat. We all talked about how painful that death was, and I just think yeah. he wanted to ring it, ring it out of Arnold, like really get him, like really bone tomahawk him, torture porn him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just the not point of the, the Predator. They talk about it more in the second movie and everything like that, like. You kill these people, you find someone who's worthy, you eliminate everyone else around him, and then that's when you go mano a mano. That's like your final test. But yeah, he's definitely toying with him because he's, you know, Arnold's crawling a quarter of a mile an hour, and Predator's like just kind of walking behind him, like, I'm going to kill this guy, just going to let this guy grovel a little bit. Well, I really hope we can play the clip. Come on, do it. Do it! Come on, come on. Kill me, I'm here, kill me! But Arnold crawls in his little, like, hole, and he's, like, trying to get the predator to come walk into the trap. So good. <laughs> come on, do it! Come on, I'm right here! <laughs> come into my hole! <laughs> it's so fucking good. But the predator, like, sees the spikes. He's like, what the fuck? Why are these right here? This is a trap, goddammit. I'm just going to walk three feet around. Hold on. And he gets up, <laughs> Hold on. walks around the trap. But he gets trapped by another trap, the giant fucking log, which, like you said, that's really the better trap. Uh, that thing fucks him up. That That's the oh, yeah. Predator's demise in this. Well, that's part of it. <laughs> because that's what defeats him. And after that, he's a fucking poor sport about it. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to blow this whole fucking place to smithereens. Yeah, and like you find out in later like installments and you know canon, non-canon stuff is that that like literally was like a nuclear bomb. Um, like mm-hmm. Schaefer's got Dutch is like fighting against uh, radiation poisoning like the rest of his life, what? Uh, kind of. So it's just like really, really jacked up, and like that explosion actually activated his spaceship to send it back to the home planet, so like no one can find it. So and it's a whole little to do, but yeah. Wow. So that was the a nuclear explosion. Uh, at least like some sort of atom bomb that had, you know, radiation. I don't know if I would say, I guess I said nuclear, but it's to say it was a humongous explosion and it definitely released radiation. I guess they didn't show the part where he hopped in a little refrigerator. <laughs> I was thinking that same thing. <laughs> be a very big refrigerator. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of Donnie Darko a little bit, and I don't fault you for like, researching and knowing the canon of predator like when you're hosting this but it's like kind of the less you know like the amount of information this movie doles out is like perfect it's not too much it's just enough Mm -hmm. i i agree and i I actually i've never ever looked into this stuff 
I just kind of did it for this pod, and yeah. No, it's it's good info. I'm with you, though. It's better to not know. Plus, the Predator sequels seem to, like, deteriorate, as a lot of movie sequels do, you know? like they, Definitely. They, apparently, the new one is really, really bad, which I haven't seen. I know. I have it on my DVR. The Predators was okay. Okay. The, the, the Predator I've heard was really bad. Does Predator fight Freddy Krueger or something at some point <laughs> in one of these movies? Alien. No. Well, it, there's aliens, right? Versus Predator. Predator versus Alien. All right, my bad. There's a comic, um, Archie versus Predator, which is supposed to be actually pretty good. <laughs> That's a real comic. And actually, one of the best uh, comic books ever actually was Batman versus Predator. Um, mm. It was like one of the highest selling ones. I mean, it's so dark. It's so good. Uh, it's super scary. That sounds cool. It's like a two comic thing. It's You should check it out if you get a chance. They sell the little graphic novel. Little cameo. Uh, and the, I don't know, I'm sure you guys all know in the helicopter. Um uh, sorry, I don't have any other way to say it, but the, the black pilot, that's actually Predator. The guy who plays Predator. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That was like his, uh, since he stepped in to take over for JCVD and dealt with all the crappy conditions, that was kind of like his little reward the director gave him. That's all I have. Pappy, I know you want to talk about, uh, what was it? Some behind the scenes stuff and the, the re, yeah, the, definitely the recreation of the alien was like. Did you see it? If you're oh, original. yeah. Oh, it's awful. Did, did anybody else see it? I've seen it. I sent that picture. I sent a couple pictures yeah. the other day. It's like, you know, Stevie recommended this book a couple years ago, Reading the Silver Screen by yes. Thomas C. Foster. <laughs> it's a really good book. Um, sitting over there, that's how I knew the, the author. But it's one of like the theses of the book. It's like a movie is just a million choices, right? Like everything in a movie is just a decision that someone made. And I think... This not a hyperbole to say that the redesign on Predator might be the most important choice of any movie we've ever spoiled. Like literally, like it's it. If they would have gone with that original like kickboxing Tyrannosaurus Rex looking ridiculousness <laughs> that Jacques Claude Van Damme like wanted to do, like this would be one of the worst movies we ever spoiled because it'd be so <laughs> anticlimactic in that reveal and like looks like Red Yoshi. It's yeah. like it's like a thousand like point swing between like the worst costume design I've ever seen, like one of the best costume designs from like any movie <laughs> ever. It's so critical. You know what's even cooler, Pap, is this script was written around that tiny ninja hunter alien that jumps through trees, <laughs> and then when they decided to rewrite uh, to redesign it as a seven six behemoth, they decided to keep the script the same way, and I think it it completely works. It was such a disaster. They shot as much of the movie as they could without using the monster because the suit was – it was just bad. They, they did a couple days of shooting, and it was so bad that McTiernan went to the producers or the editors and said, is there even any point in doing any more of this? And they said, there really isn't. And uh, Arnold convinced him to get the guy who designed Terminator, the Terminator, I believe. <laughs> and then that just – no, the rest is history. So, yeah, I mean, it's just James Cameron suggested that, right? They were on a, the someone was designing the costume. They're on a flight, and he's like, "Oh, it'd be cool if it had what's mandibles. it called? Mandibles? Mandibles? Yeah, because yeah, he had the actual design, and he said you should add mandibles. He's like, I've always wanted to make a movie with the bad guy has mandibles, and the guy's like, okay, and then it worked out. And I mean, I think Predator with his helmet is my favorite ever, and I think his. Without his helmet is one of my favorites ever. So I just think I love his dreads. 
I love the Predator's dreads. It's so cool. I don't. That's my favorite part. I think it's a little bit of world building. It's like the teenager thing. It's like he's got a hairstyle. It, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of makes you think. <laughs> this Predator dad's like, you're gonna get a haircut and you're gonna go hunting this weekend. I don't care what <laughs> what you told your Predator <laughs> friends. You're going to Earth. <laughs> yeah, so this movie to me is no different than Titanic, Dante's Peak, Twister, The Grey, hmm. you know, Joss. I mean, literally, Predator's doing what he's supposed to be doing, just like a, a tornado or an iceberg's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Like, there's not a whole mm-hmm. lot of evil. Pretty much what I'm trying to say is, main character isn't overcoming evil, which I think is awesome. It's just survival and... Also, there's not a whole lot of evil that, like, is in the ensemble itself, really. Yes. I mean, you can say Dylan's evil, but yeah, he he corrects that at the very end. That's why he sacrifices himself. So yeah. he could honestly turn it good. So, Stevie, is that is that the dramatic argument of the movie? I'm not even being sarcastic. Like, is is that what it's trying to say? Like, this is what you need to survive? These are the traits? Yeah. I mean, dramatic argument really is a question that the whole movie asks of itself. So yeah, I mean, really, you could say it's if an alien lands, this is what you would do. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a whole lot of A-list actors in this film, outside of uh, Arrested Development's Carl Weathers, who I think really pulls his weight in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> He's got a suit going. <laughs> Dude, that's, such a, that's such a good point about the lack of like evil within the ensemble because if Arrested Development's Carl Weathers would have like known about the Predator and is like you were planning on bringing him back the whole time or something you know what I mean that's cheesy it's so much of a worse movie for that like the fact that he's like semi-redeemed it just makes Mm -hmm. it so much better yeah and it's just I don't know I love movies like this they hit all the right tropes so yeah sweet we didn't touch on Predator's evil laugh at the end after he sends that yes. text message that he's Billy's not going to be able to get picked up at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a, he's got a full-on human laugh. He also does the voice mimicking thing, I think, there at the end just to, yeah. like, fuck with Arnold. But Definitely. It's good yeah, to know that, that the Predators great. can laugh, too. Like, it's not all just, like, hunting <laughs> humans and sadness and blood. They can laugh, and I like that. He failed. He's like, my dad was right. <laughs> my dad I don't deserve to go back home. <laughs> Let's go ahead and go east to east this time. And uh, Corey? Yep, this is Corey. Kylo Ren memes. Weastest. I'm going to give this a yes. This movie is awesome. It's awesome every time I watch it. It is the best Predator movie I've seen. <laughs> I've seen some duds, man. Um, no, this movie's a lot of fun. It has some great action, but it, it has something more than that. It has this awesome, iconic monster... And it has the, uh, you know, the Stan Winston effects. It's got the great 80s lineup, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Billy Madison's Carl Weathers. Uh, you know, it's just... <laughs> Happy Gilmore. It's... Oh, yeah, Happy Gilmore. Sorry. That's right. Sorry. Man. Yeah, this movie's just a lot of fun. I don't have a whole lot to say. It's just, you know, a good popcorn movie. I like it a lot. Sorry about that. I just know if it was me, I would want someone to correct me because I would have felt like I would have thought of it an hour later and been like, oh my Dude, God. Dude, I've had Billy Madison on the mind a lot. Because <laughs> yeah, you just did it. Yep, I got, I got you. Pappy? Uh, Forgive me. You're you... th- probably the only one who hadn't seen this movie, so. Yeah, I don't know. It, like, what I count for, like, letterbox 
watching is like watching watching yeah you know what i mean like i had mm-hmm. seen a lot of predator and it's a it's a hard yes i this movie's held in very very high regard i personally think there's a little bit just too much queso to say it's like in the same breadth of Die Hard or The Matrix or Fury Road or like you know some of the best like the literal like the literal best action movies ever made but this is right there behind it super cheesy incredibly paced Predator knows where it wants to go it keeps moving it doesn't stay any kind of one configuration of the group too long they keep moving great movie really glad that I finally got to see it all the way through Um, and I get why there's so much hype around it so definitely yeah sweet yeah i was uh, most nervous about picking this for you and i told pappy i had a dream last week that he gave it a half star and i was devastated <laughs> um so uh i think that leaves us to josh yeah this is josh from goshen this movie is so fun um the visuals throughout are just so fun to see and i don't like scary stuff and gory stuff that much but like pappy said this movie clips along and like those moments happen but a lot of them happen off screen and the ones that do happen happen pretty quick and just enough to get you to feel the horror of it and i think um maybe the movie the thing is it kind of reminds me of that a little bit i guess the last thing is as an adult watching this the the ending and i'm so glad mikey brought it up earlier the ending just cracks me up when it's the predator laughing using billy's voice who's laughing at a vagina joke told earlier in the movie <laughs> like it just so manically laughing and i was like what was that joke from and it's like the stupidest joke of, yeah about female genitalia so i don't know Th- this movie has something for everyone cool Quentin Tarantino kids can watch this when they're 12. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, huge yes. Sweet. Um, Mikey? It's a definite yes. It's a lot of fun, like we said, and it moves very quickly, which I like. Um, Yeah, I think it's... I, I, I don't know. I guess watching it this time around, it's more of like a horror movie now uh just watching it through that lens but i think it would be fun if they went back to that kind of like story arc of having it as a horror movie i think that'd be a lot of fun to see what they could do now with it because now uh they're just like really cheesy action movies and they're not that great but they're still pretty entertaining i just really like the design of the monster it's so iconic and that face reveal is so good i mean for how old this movie is the 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 prosthetics for the face look crazy and he's like all goopy and slimy and stuff so i really like that a lot and i think uh man carl weathers is freaking jack in this movie guys he's he's absolutely incredible looking uh in that weird vest thing with no shirt carrying around two mp5s looks ridiculous uh but yeah i love this movie a whole bunch it's a whole lot of fun it's a hard yes sweet uh and that leaves us to uh, stevie oh uh, yeah this is an absolute hard yes i've loved this movie since i was a kid um still holds up great it's just a it's a fun movie there's a lot of action there's sci-fi there's arrested developments carl weathers um it, it just has all the components 
You know, when you add Arnold Schwarzenegger in there, you got yourself a stew. So, um, <laughs> I can tell you right now, it's going to be a really easy trivia question. Yeah, so um, hardest of yeses. I think John McTiernan was a great director. It's unfortunate he quit while <laughs> directing uh, Rollerball. Um, oh, God. It's really sad. But he ended on a high note with Basic. So kudos to him. Also, seeing a young Shane Black in his work is pretty cool. So hard yes. Sweet. Uh, I'll just make this quick. Um, this is one of the hardest yeses ever. I love this movie. I also, like Stevie, probably watched this for the first time when I was five. Um, gave me nightmares for nigh on a decade, <laughs> but I was obsessed with it. I mean, I used to always ask my grandpa, can we watch Predator again? And he's like, of course. Uh, he didn't care. He doesn't have to yeah. <laughs> He doesn't have to deal with my nighttime terrors. Um <laughs> I love everything about this movie. Uh, I personally love the pace. I know some people think it's too slow and boring, but I think it's a, like my favorite creature design ever. I mean, I, Xenomorph's classic and some other classics out there, but this this takes the cake for me. I love Arnold in this movie. Uh, Sonny Landham's always my favorite character. Just awesome. I won't say anymore. Just uh, hard, hard, hard yes for me. So, Before we do trivia, can I pee real quick? Order Josh, Corey, Stevie, Mikey, Pappy for those not looking at a spreadsheet. Would you like to keep that order, Josh? Would you like to go first or last? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, All right, so our... I'll go last. <sighs> okay, so we're going to... Wow. So does that mean we're just going to flip or am I going to put you Wait, on the is bottom? It, is it snake or not? I'll, I'll just go first. First is great. All right, let's just keep it this way. First is great. All right, for the fans at home, uh, we are playing turn of events. Poor Man's Jeopardy, which is Corey's game. Uh, I did it in honor of Corey, but I guess we can also add it in honor of Alex Trebek. Rest in uh, peace, Trebek. Rest in peace. Man. Rip. Here uh, now for the homie. Say hello F. to your mother for me. <laughs> so the, the uh, categories are Arnold quotes an egger. He's quoting us one at a time. If it bleeds, <laughs> you're one ugly mother, and then get to the chopper. Should I tell you guys what those categories are? Or no. Later. Okay. No context. Okay, so, <laughs> Josh? If it bleeds. For two. Ooh. Okay. If it bleeds for two. This is... You name the horror film by villain death. Decapitated by Alice with her own machete. Uh, what is Halloween? Jeez. Incorrect. So, what's Josh gets, what, negative two? Why did you say the name of, or why did you say what the category was? You ruined it. Yeah. I, I didn't get to know, but everyone else get, got to know. <laughs> it went to, by too quickly for me, so I still don't got it. <laughs> so if that helps, yeah, I won't I pick know. that one. It's really hard. All right, so, Corey? What's the right answer? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, the answer is... Friday the 13th, the original, and the killer was Pamela Voorhees. Seen them. Uh, Arnold quotes an for three. <laughs> for three, okay. Uh, I eat green berets for breakfast, and right now I'm very hungry. What is Commando? That is correct. Mm. 
Nice, nice. Commanding lead. Five point swing there, Josh. Yeah. Really screwed up. <laughs> See? I'll do uh, if it bleeds for three. Okay. Throat slit by Dr. Chenard with his worm appendage. What? What the? Um, I'm going to have to watch that, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> Name the film. I'll say Slither. No, I figured the only person who would know this was maybe Corey, but... Worm but appendage. Uh, the answer is Hellraiser 2. No, I wouldn't have got that. Ooh. And that was Pinhead. Okay, who's next? Yeah, can someone take the board? I got it. Mikey's next. Thanks. Uh, get to the chopper for two. In Indiana Jones and Last Crusade, a random henchman loses his head during God's first test called the Breath of God. According to Henry Jones Sr., it was because only this type of man will pass, which the henchman was obviously not. This is right up Mikey's alley. <laughs> is it Penitent Man? Penitent, yes, wow, it's correct. Oh, Mikey. Nice, good one. Penitent Man shall pass. Barely That's answered that in the form of a question, Perfect Mikey too. question. Yeah. I'll take your one ugly mother for one. I am an ugly man, but a famous one. I am 80 years old, and I've had two number one hits on the Billboard Hot 100 chart as a solo artist. Photograph and you're 16. I'm famous for playing an instrument. And this is just an ugly person? <laughs> uh, Objectively, yes. <laughs> who is that dude from the Cars who married that super hot chick who just died? I'm going to say Bob Dylan, but I don't think that's right. It's uh, Actually, it's incorrect. It is Ringo Starr. Ah, Beatles question. Motherfucker. <laughs> mm. I figured I'd throw you off for the solo songs. I don't think people know much about his solo career. He but was the first uh, Beatle to have a number one album after they broke up, which is interesting. Because he put, out, put, out, pointer, huh? he put out the first album right away because he needed it. George, Har- <laughs> George Harrison's the first one to have a number one hit. Yep. Struck while the iron was hot. All right, uh, Josh, you need, need something big here. Don't tell me what I need. Mm. Trebek. <laughs> Um, gosh. Arnold's quotes uh, for two. All right. Consider that a divorce. Is that Kindergarten Cop? <clears throat> nope. No. Yeah. Can I right. say it? Yep, Corey. Just for fun. What is Total Recall? Total Recall. Oh, yep. my gosh. Did you say that earlier in the pod? <laughs> no, I don't think that's actually been brought up. Corey? Arnold quotes an for one. Put that cookie down now. <laughs> What is jingle all the way? (laughs) I was hoping to God that Stevie wouldn't say the quote when he was talking about it earlier. Mm. (laughs) Stevie? I'll do... Let's see who's the ugliest. I'll do your one ugly mother for three. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) My breakout role was Mark Wedlow on Gentle Ben in the 60s. My much more famous brother is also ugly, but not even close to as ugly as me. (laughs) <laughs> it's very subjective. <laughs> I am the ugliest man. <laughs> Finally, a subjective trivia. Finally, a answer people will know. Um, <laughs> I am a horrible garbage man. <laughs> this is my, my I don't freaky role. deaky know. Uh, let's go with Ryan O'Neill. No, I actually thought you might be the only one to get this. Anybody have a guess real quick? No? No. It is Clint Howard. Mm. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 
<laughs> and there ain't nothing subjective about that. I, I gotta look this up. Big boy never went away. That's a good Instagram post. <laughs> so, uh, Mikey. Oh my God, Clint Howard. Good lord. Yes, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's ugly. <laughs> His brother's Ron Howard, who ain't a looker. Oh, is he really? Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Yes, he's uh, in all of Ron Howard's movies. Uh, I'll do. Uh, he's quoting us one at a time for two. Okay. I was killing guys like this 10 years ago with my bare hands. I need the actor or the Predator character name and the film slash TV series. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, God. Uh, uh, I'll say <laughs> the actor, Jesse Ventura, the TV series, Governor of Minnesota. My favorite show. You got the Jesse Ventura, right? Anybody? Mm. The Running Man. <sighs> Why does Mikey have to answer so many questions? <laughs> well, it's just summer easier than. All right, so uh, I don't. Happy that. Hey, Mikey's yeah. still in second second place. Yeah, with zero. Um, I don't know, remember what this category <laughs> is. Get to the chopper with three. Get to the sorry. Get to the chopper. <laughs> For three? Digging yourself okay. a hole, Pat. No, sir. Taking place at the Isle of the Dead, this iconic beheading is a rare instance where the beheading is essential to the film's plot. Name the film and the character. <laughs> if, I, if I get the first part right, will you tell me? So I don't have to drag this out. Is the film... Is This is the form of a question. Is the film Highlander 2? <laughs> no. Okay, then. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, Sean Connery would be my guess. Anybody? No, that's not. It's uh, Clash of the Titans and it's Medusa. Mmm. Medusa. That was going to be Twilight Zone. I think the game's over because Corey's up by four and the most you can get is three. Well, I guess unless he. Botches. Well, if he, yeah, if he misses one. So, Josh. If it bleeds for one, I'm just gonna bleed on this hill. Get every push. perfect one. This is no. You ain't, you, ain't, you ain't getting this one wrong. Strangled by he and cremated in a fireplace. Strangled by who? Did you say? He. Name the horror film by villain death. Strangled by he and cremated in a fireplace. I think it might be Fargo. Oh no, that Set was a of, wood chipper. Shit. Instead of horror film? Dude, I, I just don't know. Is it Child's Play? No, it's. I was gonna say, is an- it is it He Man? Masters of the Universe? No, it's Antichrist. Hmm. I thought you'd get that one, Josh. Are the characters names He and She? That was Mikey's yeah. punishment. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, my bad. I. Block that movie out. Yeah, it I remember right. it less every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Corey. Wait, who was strangled? Uh, he strangled her with the. Uh, I don't know. I didn't watch it. This is for the game. <laughs> He's quoting us one at a time for one. <laughs> oh man. Well, you guys can only have yourself to blame. 
whoa, 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 whoa. There's still plenty of meat on that bone. Now you take this home, <laughs> throw it in a pot, add some broth, a potato. Maybe you got a stew going. I didn't quite I get know. that over the uh, sorry the fellows there. All right, I'll do it again. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's still plenty of meat on that bone. <laughs> now you take this home, throw it in a pot, add some broth, a potato. Baby, you've got a stew going. I will say this is not really Corey's genre. No, but... <laughs> don't say anything. Don't don't know. You don't know? It's Arrested no. Development. It's Carl Weathers. <laughs> they literally it's from said that Arrested quote. Development. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. Man. Mikey has a chance. I'll take uh, your one ugly mother for two. Good sportsmanship. I'm a classically trained actor known for being in comedies the last half of my career. I became the first person to be featured in three of the five Best Picture nominated films for that year, including an individual nomination in the winning film. I spent a lot of my career as a character actor, but eventually became a leading man. That is especially impressive considering I'm pretty ugly. <laughs> this is the best category. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He <laughs> bred an excuse to just write an expose on everyone he thinks is ugly. <laughs> really this career cool. sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Al Pacino. Incorrect. Pappy? I, I can get Rick Moranis out of my this, head, but that's not who it is. This is Christopher Walken. This is a beloved actor by everyone. John C. Riley. Oh. oh, he was in Chicago. Yep, and he was also mm. in The Good Wife and Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. There we go. No, no, it's a, that's a '90s movie, isn't it? Doesn't matter. He's Bru- right. He's Doctor Brules. Mikey. All right. This is the game. But interesting. He's quoting us one at a time for three. All right. Bear with me. Black skulls, black skulls, look it, man. For a while now, word's been coming down from the big rigs, something dark and fearsome out there. No one knows where they come from. Name the actor or predator character and the film slash TV series. Oh, my God. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Let's say Sonny Landham. Is that right? No. Hmm. hmm. I know you guys have seen this movie, and you guys... It's like the surprise hit of 2019. All right. Uh, the answer is Bill Duke in the movie Mandy. Oh! oh. <laughs> yeah. No, what other point. pod is going to just let you listen to us subject ourselves to being beaten <laughs> over the head with <laughs> getting questions wrong one after another? <laughs> I thought this was going to be so worst? easy. Oof. No, I just... Uh, oh. That's the way it goes when you write them, right, Brett? They seem easy. For sure. Uh, if you know them. Just finish this off. I know it's yeah, over. give uh, it to me. Happy. Get to chapter one. Uh, get to chapter one. Oh, this is perfect for you. In Evil Dead 2, sad, not-so-groovy Ash has a conversation with his former girlfriend's head while it is held in place by what? I hosted a podcast on this movie. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, his hand? That's incorrect. Fucking shit. What is it? It is a workbench vice or a vice. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Minus All five. Right. <laughs> so your champion this this week is Corey back to back. Back to back. Good job, Corey. True back Thank to you. back. Thank you. Thank you.
Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. And we're back. Um, Corey, why don't you go ahead and tell us what movie you're going to be spoiling? Okay. There's a movie that I saw that not a lot of people saw in 2017. Looked really good when I saw it. So I want you guys, if you haven't seen this movie, to watch the trailer first before you watch the movie or any reviews. What are you doing? (laughs) It's a wonderful movie called The Snowman. Oh, no. The Snowman. (laughs) We gave you all the clues, Mr. Police. (laughs) Is that uh, Michael Fassbender? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What could go wrong? Oh, okay. I I remember the trailer. Holiday treat. I remember the stupid little snowman drawing. All right, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You could have saved her, Mr. Policeman. Uh, thanks for listening. Tune in next week. This is spoilers. was spoilers.